there, Mark. How are we doing today? Hey, Johnny. How are you, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Having a little bit of withdrawal, though. Yeah? Yeah, you know, I, I give up smoking. Did you? And I did, you know. Uh, it, it was going really good, you know. I, I feel like uh, I had a good handle on it until my wife busted in on me in the, in, uh, the middle of our, you know, our house. You know, I'm hiding out in one of our closets, and I just looked at her and screamed, Can't you see I'm knitting? <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to Dango Podcast. Welcome to Dangle Podcast, a weekly show where I, Mark, and my co-host, Johnny, review two episodes of the adult animation classic by Mike Judge, King of the Hill, and we talk about its goodness and its badness, and we slap it with our not-patented-but-soon-to-be-patented-patent-pending rating system, and we see if it still holds up. So, here we are. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're going to start uh, start today with Season 1, Episode 10, Keeping Up With Our Joneses. Already, is, I'm uh, giving this a charcoal rating because I don't like the use of my last name as a pejorative term. <laughs> that's, anyway. I guess that's a good enough reason as any. Uh, we have an original air date here of April 27, 1997. Looks like they uh, they took a week off from uh, the last episode that we, we reviewed that I think was on like the 17th or something like that. Which is so sad that they took the week off because if they aired this on 420, it would have been great. Oh, it would have been a perfect episode for 420, considering it's all about smoking. Yeah, I mean, I guess not the same thing, but yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. So here's our, our cast of characters here. We have Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann mm-hmm. Platter, Dale and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, the debut of one Enrique, a cigarenders yes. leader who's a cameo, and a mention of a Leanne Platter. <laughs> a very funny lens- mention of a Leanne Platter, I will, I will say. Uh, so let me give you a synopsis here. Uh, I, I got it. I made it short and sweet. It's one sentence. Bobby experiments with smoking and learns a hard lesson about addiction and his parents' vices. Yes. How's that sound? Pretty good. I think that's great. Yeah. So we don't really have a B story in uh, in this episode. It's it's a solid A story the whole way through, and we've got Hank, Peggy, Bobby, and Luann that are our main characters. And uh, so this, if the synopsis didn't give it away, Bobby gets caught smoking and mm-hmm. Hank decides that he's going to punish him by making him smoke an entire carton of cigarettes. I don't know what is with people at this time. Like, everybody knows that smoking is bad for you and everything. everybody knows that it's terrible for children. And yet, episode after episode of TV show has got people saying, oh, you were caught smoking. I'm going to make you smoke a whole carton because that's going to fix you. I think because it's it's the same idea, like, I, I, I don't know, like, you do it, it's a thing that's bad, like, right. and if you instill automatically first thing out of the gate that it's a thing that's bad and you don't want to do it because it is going to mess you up, like, I guess, I guess getting personal, you're not a, are you a, you, you were a smoker in college, right? Or do you I still was, smoke? I'm a, no, I'm a former smoker, I'm uh, four and a half years clean. Damn, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> former yeah, I, smoker. I, I like, yeah, I used to, like, socially smoke. Like, every now and then I get way too shithouse and be like, yeah, you know, I have cigarettes, it's fine. Yeah, but, like, sure, sure. No, I don't smoke. But I, I don't know. I also grew up with grandparents that smoked, and I honestly thought it was, like, a gross thing to have around me. But For sure. Both my parents yeah. smoked, and they still do. And I still think it's it's pretty gross. I thought it was pretty gross when I did it. I still did it for 10 years. And uh, honestly, give, given the opportunity, at least once a month, I would probably do it again. Yeah. Oh yeah, C- cigarettes, man. They're they're a son of a gun. 
Yeah. They are definitely yeah, they are. a son of a gun. So I don't know. I don't know if that is just some like trope that decided it was going to die out when they stopped saying, eh, we probably shouldn't show kids smoking on TV. Well, I don't think but you can anymore, right? Like, I, I don't think you there's can. There's so either. many rules with television, though, too. Like, you can't show somebody drinking and driving. I, I don't know. Maybe now you couldn't do it, but I think right. it's a viable punishment, though. If I just smoke a carton of cigarettes when I was 12, I would never, ever, I wouldn't even pick up a, a lighter ever again. Like, it probably. Oh, yeah. Well, and I will say that this is a very memorable episode. Mm-hmm. Like a very memorable episode because the some of the animation in this in this is just disgusting and I think that's intentional. Like, yeah, but it's also <laughs> ugly animation. I don't know. It it is. I'm I'm thinking specifically of when Bobby is is done smoking and he's about to hur- hurl. Yeah, like, they animate him with the sourest look on his face and he is just the most like pea green. It's like okay, there's this is intentional right here, very much so of. He is not not doing not doing well at all. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Like this this episode, it feels like one of those very special episodes when it starts, but by the end of it, it's not really one of those very special episodes. I don't know. I don't know why I differentiate this than something else that's very blatantly trying to teach me a lesson. Okay. Okay. I don't know, but I watched this one and like I have that very clear scene of, like, the cigarette hanging out the window in, like, the storm. Yeah. And they're all so just, like, they're, they're ravenous for it. And, like, Luann talks about addiction. Ruined my family. I can't do a good Luann. But, like, <laughs> I I don't know because it did make me – it almost made me feel gross watching it. I don't know if that's because I was a weird kid or not, but, yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, this is this is one of those weird, bizarre episodes where Luann is, is – obnoxiously right about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important to bring up the uh, the one mention of Leanne Platter. It's one of my favorite moments here. Uh, at some point, oh, it's it's Bobby and Bobby's getting yelled at by Hank and Peggy, and they're talking about how only trailer trash smokes, and Luann just looks at him and goes, "I'm not trash, and I don't smoke." And Aww. Peggy runs off and just says, "Just because you were born in a trailer and your mom is in prison," and then it just cuts out <laughs> and i'm like oh that is brutal oh i love it yeah i don't know uh so you got any pros and cons for this because i've got a couple i've got a couple i've got some pro i mean i don't i don't know if i have cons for this one i know okay. that i don't like this episode as an episode because like i said it makes me feel gross and I don't want yes. to feel gross while watching my goddamn animated cartoon. Like, you know what I right. mean? I, um, um, I don't know. I, I think that the, like the circumstance of them, like finding it and the, uh, of Bobby and Joseph finding it, they did that really well. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. That was funny. And then I really love that bit when they're both in the bathroom and Hank's at the, somehow Hank is just there. I don't know if that's a pro or con that Hank just happens to magically be it's here. The day you ex machina. Yeah. But I love I love Hank's bit of es this Juan Occupado. I love that. Esta Juan Occupado. Oh yeah, I and still somehow use that. Hank speaks better Spanish than Peggy does, but whatever, yes. that's fine. <laughs> oh yes, but he'll never tell um, her that. Yeah, no, 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 never, not even once. And then um, I like the way that Hank mocks Bobby for his uh, what do you call it technique? 
<laughs> yeah, his smoking you're style. You're holding like a Frenchman. Like, because I even remember that. Yeah, like, I remember that moment as a weird formative moment for me in college. Like, okay, don't hold it like a Frenchman. Hold yes. it between, like, your index and middle finger. You're the goddamn Marble Man. You got a got 20 pounds of testicles in your shorts. You're a man, damn it. No, like, exactly. I love how Bobby calls him out, too. He's like, but you told me not to smoke. He's like, yeah, but if you're not going to do it, then just don't do it. Like, don't do it stupid. <laughs> yeah. Heaven forbid that Bobby wants to smoke. And even worse, he smokes like a Frenchman. <laughs> oh, man. I I don't know. I, I, like, I like the juxtaposition because it's very on character of how Hank deals with Bobby smoking and how Dale deals with Joseph smoking. Yeah. Because Dale basically just says, before you make any rash decisions, let me show you this study that they did. Like, it's like, oh, God, Dale. <laughs> Very uncharacter for him, though. Yeah. Oh, no, so, yeah, yeah. so some of my pros in here is that it's it was an unconventional way of addressing, like, underage drug experimentation. Because you don't yeah. have to just put it in, in line of cigarettes like you could apply this to drinking you could apply this to smoking weed you could apply this to like i don't know huffing if you really wanted to like doing aerosols and shit whippets realistically everybody experiments at some point or most people experiment at some point and hank really like it shows how much of a good time he used to have doing it and how just kind of hypocritical he is that he just like totally shits all over bobby like he's like but, he's like he just doesn't smell at all. But I don't know though, cause like there's that flashback and like they're just so happy lighting up and it's so oh weird. yeah yeah. But I, what do you think of uh, of young? Oh oh no no no. Okay, I'm gonna rewind this for half a second. Yeah, I've got yeah, a little yeah, bit please. of a bitch about that flashback. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, Hank and Peggy are way too close and personal in that flashback. They are like macking on each other in public. They're like grabbing each other around the middle. That is not Hank and Peggy. This is not the same guy who walks up to his wife and says, I'm approaching you with romantic intent and has literally been doing it his whole entire relationship. Yeah. I'm going to say character flaw right there. Like, okay. That, come on, okay, guys. Good enough, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm we said last episode. I just, I almost I wonder if like they had to show it like that because it had to make you think that like, something is different in Hank and Peggy's relationships. What is it? Well, it can't True. be smoking. I mean, the fact that they're, you know, what, tw uh, like 18 or no, 15 years older, maybe give or take. Like, right. I don't know. They, they've aged, they've matured a bit. And like Hank has gotten weird. And like, I don't know. The other way that I look at it is that it's, it is, it may be just, and I may be looking way too far into this, but as I was watching this yesterday, I stopped and I went, Every single one of these scenes looks like something I would see in a magazine cutout promoting cigarettes. The people in this with, you know, yes. they've got, each got a cigarette in their mouth and they're holding each other close and they're laughing and they're playing horseshoes. Like you could literally take a picture of that and advertise cigarettes, right? So that's got to be intentional then, right? Like this it is cigarette advertising in the 1990s. It has to be. But yeah, like my big bitch is just that it's so not part of Hank's character because he wouldn't be like that with Peggy. Now, I know last episode we said we weren't going to be those guys that points out every little thing, but I don't know, like, the, Hank and Peggy's relationship early on is pretty formative. It's very much like a, a, like a specific thing. Yeah, I feel that. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm or just getting too. Or is it you uh, just chalk it up to like first season jitters? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how we have what in episode uh, two we have Peggy's mom is literally just like an aged up version of Peggy, and not <laughs> yeah. the insane crazy rancher woman. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's when we get to, when we get to some more of Peggy's mom's episodes. I have a a fun debate that you and I can have about that. I'm totally <laughs> down for that. Um. So the and one of the other pros I have in here is that it's memorable because of how how everything is presented in this episode and like I said earlier just how gross it makes you feel which I think yeah. was also very intentional because it's about smoking and how people shouldn't be smoking. Yeah, but it's not like glorifying it either. It does show no. like it does show Hank and Peggy like having that weird moment of I guess you could call it rekindling without making a dumb pun here or whatever. But then at the same time, oh, yeah. it shows them getting irritable. It shows them getting mean. It shows them going through withdrawal. And then you see it in Bobby and yeah, whatever. That's there for the laughs, I think. But like between those two, it's definitely a thing. You know, it's or not more oh, of a yeah. thing, but just they're not they're show they're giving it to you warts and all. Like, yeah, it's great to smoke. It's a lot of fun. It'll give you a nicotine high and that's great. But it's also addicting oh, yeah. as hell. Like, I don't know. But it's also weird they don't make fun of Dale for this ever. Like Dale smokes like a damn chimney. And there's yes. even an episode about how, like, his secondhand smoke has ravaged the looks of Nancy, allegedly. But, you know, it, I don't know. Yeah. I, no, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's like a weird double standard. I love his reaction, though, to, to, like, everybody else gets shitty with Hank about starting smoking again. And Dale's just like, welcome back. And he's like, just get off me, Dale. Stop it. <laughs> it's a weird it's... thing to be happy about. Now, but now Dale has a better buddy in the alley. Like it's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out next episode that Dale is in fact Hank's best friend, mm -hmm. and so you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shit happens. Uh, what do you got for cons here? I don't know. I don't think I have cons for this one. Okay, I'm sure there are, but I'm sure I'm approaching it from the wrong angle because I think. I kind of think like you're saying, I almost think this is like an anti-smoking PSA, but they don't yeah. tell you, hey, don't smoke, kids. It's lame. They show you, hey, if you smoke, it's going to f*** you up, and they do it yep. really effectively. like Pretty much. And just Pretty for something much. as banal as smoking. You know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we get the episode of like, um, what, uh, what, what, uh, not Bill's house, but like when Bill becomes Santa and opens the moonbound shit and uh, Bobby, I like beer, dad. There's uh -huh. that. And then Bobby gets a hangover or whatever, and Hank kind of tortures him with that a little bit. And that's Hank being a weird parent. But with this one, it's Hank going, no, don't do this because you're too young. He's not telling him not to do it because it's bad for you. He's saying you're too young. And then Hank gets totally wrapped back up into this thing. Uh -huh. And it's a perfect, it's a perfect, like, I've bitched before about how there's no arcs to these episodes. It's just 28 minutes, and they kind of mash stuff in and call it right. good. Yeah. Other than oh no, there's a there's a definite the, arc in this. The content area or the, the not what do you call it the, the the subject content, just so it's off putting. It's smoking. It's gross. This is 2021. Yes. Like, I I honestly Nobody look smokes. down more on people. Now tons of people smoke, but I look down more on smokers now that I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. You like cocaine? That's fine. Whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like no, for sure. I don't know. Like it's it is weird to me now to see somebody smoking a cigarette because it has been blasted my entire life out of media and we've been screamed at our whole lives about how terrible it is. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I I wonder how they would have handled it like if if we were doing King of the Hill right now and Hank comes home and Bobby has a vape. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like... And then maybe Hank takes a drag, and then that he, like, gets the weird flashback to, like, Oh, God, nicotine! I love it! God help me, I love it! Like, I don't know. And then, yeah. like, you see him in the alley with Dale, like, blowing smoke rings and being douchebags about it. <laughs> yeah, Dale enjoying vaping. That that Honestly, that would be an episode I'd probably pay to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or Dale mocking Hank for vaping, I think. Yes. I can even, in my in my head, I can see uh, Dale, like, making fun of Hank. Don't you know they put addictive chemicals in that, Hank? Oh, like, for I think sure. it's flavored. Like, it'd be, that'd be great, but. Oh, yeah. How about you? Do you have any cons? I, I do. Um, so one of them kind of goes along with the subject material here, that the addiction aspect, like how fast Bobby gets addicted to cigarettes, is very forced and not very believable. You got 28 but, minutes, though, like. It's true. So exactly, like, I, I want to get shitty with it, but you've made a very valid point already of uh, this is an anti-smoking PSA. If they don't show him getting addicted, they can't show how shitty it is to not have to get away from being addicted. Like, so I'm not real. it's not really a con for me anymore, not, not since we've had this conversation. Uh, I will say, however, the animation for Hank's model when he is talking to Enrique the first time and he gives him that shit-eating grin like, hey, what's a rule meant to be to break, right? Yeah. Oh my god, it is the worst Hank model in the whole series. Because Hank doesn't have shit-eating grins. It's not a thing that he does. God, no, it doesn't happen. I could draw a better Hank caricature blindfolded and tripping off of mushrooms than that. Join us I'm next week you. when Johnny and I try and draw the King of the Hill characters blindfolded and tripping off of mushrooms. God, that's going to be the cover art for our podcast. I'm so in. <laughs> so, I, other than, I mean, it's it's like the ugliest animation moment, I will say, to date in the series. I will put that as uglier than anything we've seen so far. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Like, it okay. is awful. I'm going to find this picture and I'm going to send it to you, Mark, because I, I cannot hate on it enough. <laughs> it hurts to look at. Okay, favorite moments, and I have—I literally have like four or five of them in this episode because there's a lot of memorable good shit. Go for it, buddy. I feel like I always like shotgun this one. You go first. Okay, so um, Hank bitching and complaining that his 20-year-old grout hasn't stayed white for 20 years. It's only been 18. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Bobby irritably stubbing out his sausage like it's a cigarette into his breakfast plate. Perfect. Like, perfect visual gag. Yes. Um, I, the, it, it, all three, Bobby, Peggy, and Hank, all their reactions to nicotine patches. Hank, like, slapping it onto his neck and three seconds later, when's this supposed to kick in? It's not doing anything. And Bobby literally just chewing his up. Perfect. Like, it is so over the top. And and by far the best line in the whole episode. Close the damn door. Can't you see I'm knitting? Can't you see I'm... And she's very clearly just trying to get it lit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Like, oh. So, man, I've got... Those, those are my... I've got four of them, man. Like, it's hard to pick just one. Okay, okay. There is so many good one-off jokes in this. I don't know who wrote this. I'm pretty sure it was... Um. Oh no! It's I, I'm I'm thinking of next episode. I'll you tell me some of your stuff and I'll I'll look it up here. Yeah, sure. Um, no, you kind of hit it. I love. Can't you see I'm knitting? I love that bit. 
Because she's not. She's not knitting. What, what? Come on, Peggy. Like, we get it. But whatever, that's fine. I love that. And then really, it does stand out to me. I love Hank's S this one occupado. That's... I don't know why. <laughs> yes. I just... That little bit right there gives me so much of Hank. Like, you know that Hank probably has some functional understanding of Spanish living in Texas. And, like, we talk about, yeah, he's a redneck. Yeah, he's a hillbilly. Or we don't. But, you know, Khan accuses him of that or whatever. But, like, just that little bit. Like... He knows enough Spanish to ask if someone's in the bathroom. Okay. I think that's... I don't know what why that sticks to me, but I think that's hilarious. And then I also do love... I love Hank that moment when he's, like, making fun of Bobby, trying to smoke. And he, you do it like this, and then you see him, like, oh! Like, you can see it. Like, you see the, yes. like, chemical reactivation in his brain going, hey, we remember this thing. This is a great thing. Let's keep doing this thing. Like, I... Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the the guy who wrote this was Joseph Stillman, Joe Stillman, and he wrote a couple of other uh, solid ones. He wrote Square Peg, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. He uh, he writes an, a couple of upcoming ones, Peggy's Headache and Good Hill Hunting. Okay. Uh, I was thinking of a, a different writer, but I, I don't know. Like whatever he did, he did write, and I'm gonna I'm curious to see if if those other two episodes coming up have got enough good gags like that in it that maybe it's just a signature of him. It could be. Yeah, he uh, he was an executive story editor on almost every single episode of the first season. Hmm. And then okay. he didn't come back until The Company Man. Okay. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's very, we'll very interesting. One, yeah. yeah. All right, we ready to give this guy a rating, Mark? Yeah, let's rate this bad boy. All right, well, why don't you tell us about our ratings first? Let me swallow my beer and I will. Ah! <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. You ever like try and do a thing and you just can't do a thing and then you know you've got to do a thing? You're just like, oh, and your body panics because mine just did. That's, uh, uh, that's yeah. me taking a shit every morning. Do, <laughs> do you have an unmentionable problem, Johnny? Do you need to get some laxative? Fofu? Fofu. All right. We're going to fucking restart this. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah, our pat are, are not quite patented, but still in their rating system. So at the very bottom, we have charcoal. It's the worst you can possibly possibly be. It's a failure of an episode. It's a crap episode. There's nothing redeeming about it. Following that, you've got megalo quality. You, you could call that like a bronze. It's whatever. It's not good, but it has some redeemable moments. After that, you've got butane. Butane is a bastard gas. It's it's got its moments. That's your silver medal. It's not good, but it's not bad, but it's far from perfect, but the good moments are kind of starting to outshadow. After that, you've got the Char King Imperial. That's our gold medal rating. That's your A rank rating. I'll nothing more to say for that. And then finally, you have your Blue Flame of Valor. That phoenix, that lofty goal in the sky. You teaching your boy how to smoke not like a Frenchman, and that's the Blue Flame. And Johnny's already called it. We're only going to have like five of those through the entire run of the series, and I'm interested to see where you fall on this one, Johnny. Uh, so I gave Keeping Up With Our Joneses a butane. Okay. I feel like it's a good middle-of-the-road episode. This, uh, to a lot of people that haven't watched this show as obsessively as you or I, this mm-hmm. is a very memorable one. Everybody remembers the smoking episode. Even though it's like early on and it doesn't like fit in a lot of, of King of the Hill tropes, everyone remembers it. And for that, it's got to get at least a butane for me. Okay, great, yeah. Um, I'm torn. I almost want to give it a butane, but I also almost want to give it a Char King. Okay. Because because there are so many good moments, there are so many good hits. 
No, you know what? You're right. I'm going to give it a butane because there's no real character development. We don't smoke again for the rest of the series. It's an isolated it's a one moment and done. in time. Yeah, it's a one and done. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be it. It's going to be a butane. It's got some solid moments. It's got some solid gags. It also really, really effectively makes me never, ever, 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 ever want to pick up a cigarette. But I do want to buy a thing of nicotine patches just to see. Just to I, I taste them. I, yeah, I, I want to chew on a couple, and I want to stick a couple on me, and I'll let you know how I am. Listeners, we'll, we'll keep in touch for next week's episode. We'll see what keep happens. Keep stay informed. <laughs> All, All right, right let's well, uh, go ahead and snuff this one out, buddy. Yeah, let's let's move on to second episode here. It is episode 11, season 1, King of the Ant Hill. Original air Hill. date, May, May 4, 1997. So we're, we're almost into summertime here. This is a good one about lawn care in the summer. Um, oh, you know? The day before Cinco de Mayo. That's kind of funny. It is. Cuatro Weird. de Mayo. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, our cast of characters for this episode, Hank Peggy Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boom Hauer, Bill Dotrieve, and Con and Min Supanusapone. Uh, I, I got a synopsis for you if you want it. Lay it on me. It's, it's also another short and sweet one. Yep. Hank gets a new lawn, and much to his dismay, it becomes infested with fire ants. <laughs> yep. That's it. Like, yeah. All right. So our A story characters here are Hank, Peggy, and Dale. And if we have a B story, anything kind of close to it, I'm going to say it's Bobby and Bobby's story in this episode. Okay. What do you yeah. say? No, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. The Bobby is a weird... I think we could call it another, like... What do we call it that one time? A, uh, an A-sub-one plot? A-sub-one plot, yes. But... Is it part of the A-plot? I mean, it, okay, it so, joins so, up at the end. Yeah, no, because, like, we wouldn't have the resolution that we have without Bobby picking up the queen keeping the queen and then releasing the queen to yeah i mm, mm, <laughs> like it's Weird it's thoughts. appropriate it's definitely a b plot though because nobody else like really pays attention to it that is true yeah okay yeah so, i'll give you that this is uh this is our first introduction to dale the exterminator i don't know yes. if we've even learned what dale does for a living until this episode yeah i don't think we really have right we do, he doesn't talk about it no, we know he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a right-wing nut. Like, he loves his guns and all this other stuff. And, like, that's kind of all we know about Dale up to this point. Oh, and that his wife runs around on him. But, like, we, yes. this is our first really, really good Dale episode. And, man, do I love it. Oh, yeah. do I love it. We see so much character development with Dale here. Um, He gets to prove that he's kind of a moron. You know, mm-hmm. he talks about, hey, I, I you know, I want to go and spray your lawn. I'm, tr- I'm spraying for fire ants, and I really need to. You know, I lost another customer, so I need to make up the income. I'll do it for free. I'll do <laughs> like, it for free. You, you know, and it's he's so genuine. He knows that Hank is like, hey, Hank's always good for something. He's always good to build up my confidence here. He'll totally let me spray his lawn. Yeah. So you see a lot of, like, that dependence that Dale has on Hank in this episode. Well, and you even called it like, there. Um, that you even mentioned it earlier. Like, yeah, that is, Dale is Hank's best friend. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
Like it's which I watched this episode and I gotta wonder why. But then even Haig makes the joke like it it took this to show what strains could be put on a friendship and still come out on it or whatever he says. Like yeah, it's yeah. Absolutely. So, Mark, I became a homeowner about two years ago. Okay. And as a homeowner, I have started with lawn care. And I got really excited my first year of owning my own home because I'm like, guess what? I get to be Hank Hill now. I get to put all of my time, all of my effort, all of the tender feelings that I've withheld from my family into my lawn. Yes. And my lawn looks like shit. Does it? I, it doesn't look terrible, but there's low density patches everywhere, and I haven't gotten rid of the crabgrass. I have a whole shitload of dandelions everywhere. Like, I'm just, I just don't keep up on it. Hank Hill would be disgusted with my lawn. It's not quite Dale's, which is nothing but ragweed and and, and auto parts, but it's pretty close. Now, now, real quick, I just want to touch on that. That line pisses me off because do you think that even for once? Hank, Hank, Hank Hill is block captain of Rainy Street. Would let Dale get away with spare parts, and I, I don't buy that. Oh, I don't either. I we've anything, also seen Dale's the, lawn. Yeah, we've seen it, and like, yeah, it, I guess it does look dumpy, but like, I don't buy that it's as bad as he says it is. I don't know. Right. So, unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack here for a second. Yeah, back sorry, back to my I didn't mind. mean to jump too far ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's it's good. It's all good. Um. Unfortunately, we live uh, we live in Colorado, and Colorado is, for all intents and purposes, like a high plains desert. We all live at a stupidly high elevation. We don't mm-hmm. get a lot of rain. We get mm-hmm. a shitload of, of snow sometimes, depending on where you're at. But for mm-hmm. the most part, it's 300 days of sunshine, and it's hot as balls. So I looked into getting Raleigh St. Augustine grass for my, my front of my lawn just because of this episode. Just because I am that kind of nerd. Just because, so I can flex on the rest of my neighbors. And they don't sell it because it will die in Colorado. Really? We, are, we do not have enough moisture content in our air and not enough rain. It would die. I would constantly be like watering my lawn. It'd be indefinite, basically. And you're not going to do that in a state that is known for water restrictions. Absolutely. As much as I want to flex, I can't. It's okay. So... You- you tried, though. You tried to flex, and I think that's just as admirable. I did. At least I don't have Khan next door to me, like, rubbing it in my face that his lawn is better than mine. I don't know. I I love just how suburban this episode gets, because nobody gives a shit about their lawn as hard as Hank does. Like, I've never met anyone in my life that cares that much about their lawn, and I've met a lot of people that really like their grass. Yeah. Care about your lawn, like... And I think it's funny because I live in an apartment and God, I miss lawn care. I would stab somebody just to like mow, just to mow a lawn again. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Like to edge and and mow and like, and no, no riding mowers. I want to, I want to push that bad Larry. Like I don't want to ride. I want to be able to enjoy it. I don't know. Oh yeah. But without getting too dumb about it. No, it's, I, I completely get that. Like I said, I was there two years ago. I'm, I'm over it now. Two years of lawn care has kind of beaten me into the ground. All yeah. right, let's, uh, let's get some pros and cons out here, because I know we both have some. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, so my first pro is that this is easily the best Dale episode we've gotten to date. And I kind of said it earlier. I, this is where we get to meet Dale and where we establish a lot about him 
And uh, Dale is my, he's my personal favorite character of the whole series. I like him better than any of the main characters. I think he's the best secondary character. He has the best ridiculous plot lines. And so any chance to see more Dale and I'm, I'm already on board. I'm already on board. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then this is the first time at the end of this episode, we really get to see Hank fly off the rails since the pilot, since he starts screaming at the twig boy in the pilot. This yeah, is the like first time where we get slapping a car. Yes, this is the first time we get to see Hank since then really like vain in his head, pumping, screaming at somebody like I'm going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. And I love it because angry Hank is best Hank. Yeah, ab- absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um let's see. We have uh we have an affirmation of Hank's love of lawn care. This, I mean, I don't know. Has it really even been addressed before this? I mean, I know we saw them I mean, sitting on their mowers at one point. I mean, we just go to a mower convention, but it's that's true. No, I remember because it, it was like two episodes ago that you and I talked about them all sitting on their weird ass mowers because you asked about Boomhauer's weird riding mower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. It's uh, I don't know. It's I think they were talking about Khan and his sexy little import. Um, so like it's it's a. It's a fun way to like tie everything in that we've already seen. We've seen it kind of twice before now. And so we really get to like send it all home. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. But also like um, to the point of does he is he really going to like let air pressure out of his left back tire? Like really? Really? I I hate to say it, Mark. I've met people that do it. Oh god, that's gross. I have I get met it, people that I, have done it. But also <laughs> you y- you mow a lot t- twice. You go left to right and then up and down right like or am i the only weirdo that used to do that i mean you might be you must be really into lawn striping hopefully you got some good kentucky bluegrass there i used to cut my grandparents lawn with their uh i and like i made a point to i would do it i would do yeah i'd do uh uh yeah north to north to south and then east to west oh yeah this really nice like pattern and it made it look good and it was great i don't know like oh i'm i'm sure your grandparents loved it I'd also get it done in like 15 minutes. And like, you get it done already? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. See? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Good job. All righty. Um, <laughs> this, this is a good example of uh, just how much friendship means to Hank mm-hmm. and how much his, his three buddies that live right by him that he's been friends with his whole life, how much they mean to Hank. And I really like that. It's, it's character development for him. We've, already, we've seen a lot of him. He's the heart and soul of the show. It's literally named after him. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I love how much attention they have given to him because he doesn't seem like, uh, he doesn't seem like the type of character that just turns into a jerk ass or becomes one note. Like he's constantly evolving and changing and they set a lot of that up in this season by letting him experience so much different stuff in the first season. You know, I think back to Homer Simpson after about season five, he's a dumbass and he's a jackass. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. You don't get anyone, anyone else for another 26 seasons. You get dumb jackass Homer. Yeah. You know, he doesn't grow at all. But I think Hank, I mean, hell, all the way up to, like, that last season, he still surprises me at points. Yeah. And, but it is, I think it's endearing, too. Like, it it does mean so much to him because, yeah, it's, it's his lawn. But, like, Dale kills his lawn. Not only does he kill yes. his lawn, he also kills the new Raleigh St. Augustine he bought. Like, it's weird to me the competition that he has with Khan, because Khan just showed up. Like, how are you in competition with this man? Whatever. Right. But, 
Yeah, I. But it is there. He is genuinely. He, what do you call it? You talked about it. I, I want to say in our first episode, he gets weirdly devoted to stuff. Yes. And this is a huge one. But then at the end of the day, like no, he he still loves Dale. You know. He does. After all of that. After all of this, like it's like a literal thousand dollars that he he has dumped into his lawn that is just gone overnight, basically because yeah. his buddy did couldn't handle the fact that he didn't want him to spray his lawn anymore. Oh, yeah. it's just, I, yeah, yeah. I um, I I love it. I do too. I also have like in my pros like this is a great Dale episode, but God, he's so obnoxious. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yes. Almost uncharacteristically obnoxious, and I think you already called it, like, this is who Dale's going to be, and we've already mm-hmm. seen this, and so it really is a good one, and he does do this thing again and again. But, man, for your yeah. first taste of, like, Dale just, like, balls of the wall irritating, this is a not a bad one, but, God, it's, you know what I mean? Like, when I say it's a bad one, but in a good way. Sure. Well, I, I see a lot of Dale in this episode as kind of... He's he's making up for the fact that no one takes him seriously. They they say it early on when they're talking to Hank about, you know, getting rid of something. It's about exterminating something. And then they just completely ignore Dale, who is an exterminator. And he's like, yeah. to hell with you guys. Like, why won't you listen to me? You're ignoring me. So he gets loud and obnoxious for the rest of the episode, especially mm-hmm. once they start listening to him over over Hank. The uh, uh, I got some lighter fluid. I'm going to top it off with, my, with some propane or whatever. Burn is burn, right? <laughs> I, that kills burn. me every time. Yep. Burn is burn. I gotta remember that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the last pro I've got here, and you may or may not find this as a pro, Mark, because I, I, don't, I don't remember where you fall on this subject. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. find it a pro because I always find it funny. This is the beginning of Bad Spanish Peggy. I have that as a note, yes. Oh, man. I love Bad Spanish Peggy, especially in this. I, I just, your avocados are hard, but life is hard. You can't make guacamole out of lima beans and Ritz crackers, you gringo. Also, Peggy dropping a hard G-bomb. Like, yes. I don't know if gringo's like an actual slur or not, but I'm sure it's not. I don't know. I, I, I think it's just like whitey, but yeah, eh, yeah, I'm pretty sure like, when, when most people say it, they mean it to be offensive. But I even say, like, man, I am such a gringo, I can't handle heat. I can't. Like, anything worse than a jalapeno when I cry like a little bitch, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's that's the last of the pros that I've got here is I love Bad Spanish Peggy. I and do she too. comes back so much. But I like it in this one because, like, I like Hank getting pissed off at her. It's not Margarita. Like, it's I love Margarita. That. Like, he just gets mad. He's had it. He's, he's good-natured. And that's weird to me, too. And maybe we don't appreciate this enough about Hank, but, like, he's got to put up with, like, I don't want to say just, like, the false sense of self of self-approval of Peggy or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And also the, like, perpetual dumbness of Bobby. But he does. He does it all the time. Like, Hank has this weird laundry list of stresses that he always has to put up with. And you never really see him lose his temper. He does. He he does. He will he will kick your ass. I mean, he only does it like one time so far to the moxibushionist. But like, <laughs> yes, you don't really see it. He just tolerates. He just takes it. We see Bill crying and being a fat pant load, and Hank never calls him out on it. Dale murders nope. his lawn, and the worst he does is like chase him around his car a little bit. Like, yeah. 
Hank is such a like patient thing, and I really appreciate that. I, I don't know, like, but I do really like him getting fed up with her. It's not Margarita, like, it's great. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I think it's really funny. Um, I guess I guess I'll give you a couple of my pros because you're all out now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That that eco kill joke. I am this many years, days, whatever you want to call it, old. And I never saw that thing on the side that said "eco kill." It's economical. There's not, yes. there's nothing ecological about it. They bought this because like that's why it's called eco kill because it's like it's cheap. And I think that's so damn funny. And I never uh-huh. got that. I never got that until literally me watching it today. How terrifying is that concept, by the way? Oh, like the wasp laying eggs in the head and it pops out, and yeah, it's yeah. Not. And then Joseph going, "Let's collect the heads when they're done." Yeah, it's a weirdly all right as Joseph episode for Joseph establishing what a freaking little creepy is. Like, y- yes, yeah. Um, oh, I think it's great that Bobby knows about Joseph's heritage speak or not heritage parentage. Speaking of Joseph, like, okay, it's like the top of my dad's truck. You mean Dale? You mean Dale Gribble? Yeah, my dad. Like, Bobby already knows that Dale isn't Joseph's dad. I think that's hilarious. Okay, so I want to debate you on this because I don't think Bobby knows. I think Bobby's just being an idiot. You think? I do. I really do. I don't think Bobby knows because Bobby's too wholesome to know. Mm. I don't think he pays that much attention. He's 12 years old. He doesn't Mm. know that his best friend and his, you know, his dad isn't who he says he is. But he does know that he doesn't like Dale. And so that's why I think he calls him out. I don't think Bobby likes Dale Gribble at all. So he doesn't refer to him as like Uncle Dale or Mr. Gribble. He's just, oh, you mean Dale Gribble? The guy that nobody likes that always just calls him Dale Gribble? Oh, that's a really good point. So I don't To me, Bobby seems a little too wholesome to know that about his best friend. Oh, damn. Okay, no, that's just, no, that's really I don't know, though. That's that's my theory on it. So we, yeah. we can we can leave it to listeners. They can kind of roll that one around in their heads and and make their own because you may be completely right. He may know and he may just not want to say it in front of him. Yeah. But now it's God. Sorry, you kind of. <laughs> that's not. Did, yeah. did I blow your mind for a second? Just a touch. Yeah. Um, my, I'm glad I can still do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. But we're only like what five episodes deep. Like, I I hope my mind can still. I hope I'm not so jaded that there's like no King of the Hill is this and that's all it is. Ah. <laughs> right. Um, I also this episode made me realize something, Johnny. There are two people in this entire show that are actually shown to be experts in their given field, and it's okay. Hank and Dale. It is Hank and Dale. Yeah. Peggy, okay, Peggy's substitute teacher of the year. Yeah, we're, that's not a field. That's I'm sorry. Let's call it your okay. substitute teacher. That's a side gig. Okay. Her Spanish is garbage. That's not what it like. That okay. She doesn't count. Bill is a sergeant barber in the army who is easily replaced because the program gets cut just so easily. And even at that point, you shave heads. How friggin' yeah. hard is it to take a pair of like clippers? That's it. That's all it is. Uh, up to okay. this point, we don't know what Boomhauer does, so I can't give him that. We don't know what Khan does, so we can't talk about Khan. But we have two people in their fields, in Hank and Dale, that are professionals. Even to the point, yes. like, and, and I, I forget the like the name that he gives it as he's spraying the nest, but he's like, what he says, it's like the Tetro line or something. He even yeah. says he personally taste tested all of these poisons. 
Like, <laughs> Dale is a goddamn wizard, dude. Like, when it comes to the killing of various isms. Like... Yes. Yeah. Up until you meet the one lady, uh, lady exterminator, Dale is the best one in the entire series. And I think the I, lady exterminator yeah. is the only one that might even match up to him. But just match. Like, nah, man, Dale is like yeah. the Itachi Uchiha of killing shit. Like... Oh, absolutely. And then it's no question that Hank is the best person at, at Strickland. He is the yeah. hardest worker. He knows his job the best. He, and really, not just at Strickland, at Fatherton, at Strickland, at Strickland West, at Strickland North. All of them. But even man. that, like, like uh, um, the uh, burn is a burn. And, like, you see Hank panicking because, like, this advice will <laughs> kill terrible Bill. advice. It's yes. going to kill. You can't mis- mix butane and propane. Like, it's two different hydrocarbon chains, and Hank knows this. It's yeah, like, different petrochemicals, man. He even says that. He even drops the line petrochemicals. Who the hell knows the li- who the hell knows the word petrochemicals? Like, right. I, it's such a. Uh, this was a weird crystallizing episode for me because you kind of realize that Dale and Hank are supposed like they're foils of each other. Like, yes. So. Hank has the loving wife and the son that he... They're both experts in their field. Hank has the loving wife and son who he can, like... He tries to love but just can't relate to him. Versus Dale who has the wife that is has been cheating on him. For, for ostensibly, what, 15 years, I think, by this point or whatever? Yeah. But he loves Joseph. They both have jobs. They both try and contribute in their own ways. Hank is insane in his own right versus Dale, who is insane in his own right. They're the same, yeah. but they're just completely separate, different, but they're... the it's Naruto and Gara. I don't know. This was a this cool episode for me. This is why they're best friends. Because, yeah, because I got to realize this, and I thought that was a lot of fun. Like, And I think that's my biggest pro of this episode. But also, I already made one Naruto reference, and I'll make a second one. Holy shit, I hate Shino Aburame Dale. It is terrifying. Like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Just yeah, that, King I remember, of the that animation of them, like, cov- coming off of Bobby onto Dale, it's bad animation, it's crappy, but at the same time... Watching it, it today you out. gave me the boo-boo jeebies running up the back of my spine because I was goddamn sure there's fire ants playing in my butt crack. Like, Yeah. Oh, no. It yeah. creeps you out. Yeah. Also, I got to ask you, how do you feel about Bobby's B, B or how do you feel about the Bobby storyline? Not in is it good or bad, but do you buy it? Do you think that Bobby is huffing ant pheromone and I, doing it? Or do you think that he's imagining it? Do you know what I, I mean? Like. I, <laughs> He's a weird kid. He's given to doing weird shit. He already thinks he's a shaman that brought a bird back to life. Like, yeah. Do, and do you know what I mean? Far. Like, do you buy it or? <laughs> we're not too far off from Bobby taste testing everything in his room. Um, like, yeah, I, I, for the sake of, of continuity in the show, I have to buy it. You because have to, there right? Is, I have to, because otherwise the story makes no sense in the end. Yeah. But. No, I don't buy it. I, okay. I I think it's a funny foil, but I think part of this is also Bobby performing, if for anybody else than himself. I think it's Bobby getting weird and creative with himself going, oh, I know ants give off these smells. How weird would it be if I, like, smelled it and started taking orders from the queen? Like, Bobby's right. just weird enough to do that on his own with nobody to watch him. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's but, fair enough. I just... Because I kind of, I almost buy it, and I'm sure that there's something, but even just, like, the thing that sticks with me, I don't buy the sugar one, I don't buy the releasing the queen into the other hill, but I do buy him changing the music on the radio. I don't know. That's, whatever, I just, 
That's me getting stuck <laughs> on one thing unnecessarily getting hung up. That's okay. So literally, Mark, that's the only con I have for the whole episode. I said Bobby's weird-ass smell trip. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That's the only con. And it's because it it's hard to believe it. Okay. Like, it's really hard to suspend your disbelief enough that this 12-year-old kid is now basically getting pheromoned out the door. Okay. That, no, that, 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 that's fair. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a different con than you do. All right. Let's hear it. I think this episode is kind of lazy. Okay. So, and I'm not taking away from the episode itself, but, like, literally, you set up the problem-slash-conflict in 20 seconds, and then just in case you didn't catch it, just in case you didn't catch the Dale's bi-weekly, or, yeah, twice-a-week sprayings are what's killing Hank's lawn, then he comes in the goddamn back door and has to show you Hey, I, I'm doing this thing. Let's do it again. And then Peggy even has to spell it out again. Do you think it's all the chemicals? No, he knows what he's doing. Okay. It's so poor. It's yeah, it's chunky. It's blocky and cumbersome. It beats but then it the into ending, you. But then the ending really messes me up. I'm fine accepting the it's a wonderful life. Everyone bringing Hank a square foot of sod. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the, the goddamn guitar cover of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. But then, when Boomhauer goes, like, dang old Jimmy Stewart, man, dang old Wonder, what, whatever, man. Like, yep. So, is Boomhauer, like, an interspatial traveler in the show, and he's the only one that can understand the baby, and he knows everything? I, I don't know. It, it, it pissed me off, because this is a really good episode, but that, those two things just, like... It's very. Are they trying ball. to be weird for the sake of weird? Are they trying to get meta? Is this like Mike Judge's attempted at a Twin Peaks thing? I I don't know. I will admit the the Boomhauer in the end, and especially everybody giving him that stuff. It's very like it's very cornball. Yeah, you know. But at the Hank same doesn't time, need people to fix it. But yeah. But it shows that they love and support him. But man, I love that scene of like him sitting in the lawn chair. You never see Hank sit in a lawn chair ever again, I don't think. But sitting in no. the lawn chair, lawn chair in his barren wasteland of a lawn, the sprinklers come on and he sinks down into it. God yep. damn it. Like, I'm willing to forgive everything because of that scene because it's just so funny. Like, that's that's a man so in his limit. genuinely bad for him. Yeah, like, he's at, literally, he's at the bottom. Oh, no, wait, he's not. He's going to sink, like, two or three inches even deeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I like, um, I, I know we're doing cons, but also as a pro, I like Hank getting uncomfortable with Luann rolling on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's his line of, it's a lawn. It's supposed to be enjoyed. I laugh every single time. <laughs> every time. Can, can I give you a couple stupid notes that I picked up on it? Absolutely. All right. Cool. So number one. Um, Dale is making $3.40 by spraying Hank's lawn. That's all yes. he's making. Okay, that's the first one. So dumb. Um, Buckley wants to bring his 38. Hank said nothing bigger than a 22. In my notes, I have f***ing Texans. Second swear of the episode. Sorry, I took them both this time. Um, <laughs> it's cool. But you're right. Also, also, when they're at the lawn center and Hank is messing with the, the spade, and he goes, is this a me thing? It's not. It's a Peggy thing. And you know why it's a Peggy thing, Johnny? Because it's a hoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why are men so attracted to hoes, Mark? 
Because they'll that kill is it a lazy right. joke. That I is don't a lazy know. Joke. I, I have always thought that. I didn't even catch that bit because I was too hung up on. Ah, screw you. That's a Peggy thing, not a Hank thing. She says, <laughs> "Oh yeah." I don't know. Ah, uh, I don't. Do you have anything else to say about this episode, Johnny? I. I mean, we can do some favorite moments here. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't have a lot more to say about it. I mean, we didn't go over a lot of plot stuff, but I really hope people just go and watch this episode because there's not a lot of plot to it. It's a pretty cut and dry story. It's Dale being a piece of shit for 22 minutes and then like Hank forgives him at the 23 minute mark. Yeah, like you pretty much pretty much also establishing Dale will be a piece of shit continue for being Hank's best friend. Dale will continually be cruel to Hank be unduly cruel just to Hank continually screw over Hank like you he see, gets shitty with Bill but he just bullies Bill like it's true it's different than like what he does to Hank like active sabotage time and time like yeah and we'll get to it a lot later on and the one that sticks oh, out will. in my head is the like low flow toilet episode when he throws Hank under the bus to get his stupid watchtower but like <laughs> yes. over and over again but somehow still Hank loves Dale even if he can't say he loves him he says, you're my best friend. And I even love that yes. little bit in there. And it's, what about me? <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I love that. See, to your point, because you're right, Dale is the worst to Hank. Out of every one of his friends, he treats Hank the worst. But Hank recognizes it and still loves him for it. He straight up says, like, you know, if, if Dale wasn't so spiteful and hateful... I would not have any idea how much this friendship means to me. Like, he very much recognizes that there Dale is like a frenemy to him. Yes, absolutely. Like, but they, I lo they have so many good moments where they just taunt each other. But even Dale's like, he knows what he did was wrong. And he goes, you know how I am. I want to know yep. what happened. Like, show me, like season negative three of this when they just Eons all ago. moved into rainy street and like dale decided that he liked hank's house better than his when they were all trying to buy property out there and like tried to backdoor into hank's house you know what i mean like uh-huh i want to see these moments i don't know making his friendship tube yeah french oh god <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited for that one <laughs> I am too. Oh gosh. Uh, okay, favorite well, moment. Let's Mark. do this and rate. Th oh, favorite moment. Um, I don't know. I like this episode. It's good. I don't have a favorite moment. It doesn't stand yeah. out to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. No. That's not true. I like Bobby's weird. Like. I love. I just the whole Bobby B plot of this. I like it. <laughs> like, okay. It's so weird. It's so trippy. And really, just debating with you, I still don't know if Bobby is getting pheromoned by this queen and understanding shit, or if it's Bobby being Bobby and just being a weirdo for the sake of being weird. I don't know. And I like that. I like that I don't have a definitive answer to that. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've got two. Um, yeah. The, the first one I've got in here, we have a series first, Mark. Okay. This is the first time we ever hear Dale scream, Wingo! Oh my god, is it? It's a series first for Wingo, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah. What oh, do you yeah. think that is? I I don't even know. It's just okay. so purely Dale and so weird that it's he had to have just made it up somewhere and goes, yep, this is going to be my catchphrase. This is my wubba-lubba-dub-dub. -dub. <laughs> um, and then by far... 
to this day, I've watched this episode so many times, and every single time, Peggy tells Hank that Dale is the one who planted the fire ants, and his instant realization and his just accusing scream of, Dale! (laughs) I lose it every single time. (laughs) That whole 30-second exchange where he's just chasing him around his truck he's like um, if you get don't get your ass over here i'm gonna kick it harder i i yeah. cannot handle it every time i lose it every time <laughs> like it's probably my moment of the first season like that yeah. one 30 second exchange the whole season leads to that to me <laughs> oh well let's give this guy a rating mark yeah let's let's rate this bad boy where where do you sit with this one where do you sit with king of the anthill all right, I gave King of the Ant Hill a Char King Imperial. Ooh, it's a personal okay. favorite. It is the absolute best of season one for me personally. It is almost at Blue Flame of Valor, but I just can't get over Bobby's B plot personally. Okay. That's the only thing holding it back from Blue Flame of Valor for me. Like okay, it really no, is, but enough. it is a strong Imperial, and it wouldn't be this strong if we I didn't know how much good Dale we have that spawned from this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Mark? Where we got? Um, I gave mine a butane, mostly for what I already talked about. I feel this is a really, really great episode, but sure. I hate the framing of it. I hate how it's okay. blocked. I hate the setup of the conflict. I, it's just, I don't know. It that it stops it for me being a truly great episode because that initial like establishing the conflict and the the the, the through line of the plot. Is just so fast and so choppy and just, I don't know. I, it, it stops it from me being good. But then also the d- weird ass, uh, it's a wonderful life resolution, which I can take. But then when Boomhauer calls it out, that's when it pulls me, totally breaks my disbelief. And I, I don't know. I got to give it a butane. Sure. No, it's, yeah. it's a fair rating, man. I absolutely, I don't agree, but I, I can see where you're going. We're going to disagree, and we've disagreed before. Oh, yeah. We've still got, what, 140-something to do. So, yeah, we're, I, I, I hope to God. <laughs> I hope to God that you and I disagree more than we agree because it's no fun yeah. if there's no conflict. Like It's it's true. It's not fun. One of us has got to be the Dale. One of us has got to be the Hank. Like, it's got to happen. Oh, also, final closing thought for this. Holy shit, it's just white folks at that block party. Yes. For yeah. a Cinco de Mayo party, it is just white people. I, I even wrote in my notes, God damn, that's an awful lot of gringos. <laughs> an awful lot of gringos. Well, Mark, I gotta ask, do you still like King of the Hill? I still, right now at this moment, still like King of the Hill. I almost fell off the wagon, but thank God almost. I had keeping up with our Joneses and this one to keep me back on it. Johnny, how do you feel? Do you still like King of the Hill? I still love King of the Hill. I could watch awesome. King of the Ant Hill probably every day for the rest of my life and love it still. <laughs> All awesome. right, Mark, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me personally at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can find me and Johnny at danglepodcast at gmail.com or danglepodcast on Twitter. And Johnny, where can they find you at, buddy? They can find me on Twitter at krautballstream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatballs, and stream as in Netflix. Oh, mixing it up. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to turn it into a couch gag, man. I'm going to change it every week. You have 63 episodes to get through, so yeah. 
Oh, good lord. I gotta find a lot of synonyms for stream. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna have a running tally. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. You have a good one. Oh, yeah!